Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. And the title of this episode should be, probably, unless I forget it, I don't know, or unless it's grammatically incorrect, but it should be, what do I feel about chess opening tricks and traps? All right, chess opening tricks and traps. Now, I wanted to talk about this because I did a survey a long time ago and somebody asked me to talk about uh, my chess opening tricks and traps. And uh, I probably have a different view about it now than I did before. And I wanted to lead you on this journey, this path where I'm going to take you in this episode. Okay, so just sit back and relax as I talk about what are opening tricks and traps. Um, We're going to be talking about why are opening traps important to learn and why did I stop using opening traps and why should you too. So that's what we're going to be going over today. Hopefully you enjoy this episode as I pour out my heart and knowledge to you folks. Okay. All right. Are you good? Hopefully you good because, you know, it is late at night and I wanted to get this episode out and I'm like really desperate right now. I'm really desperate of just putting my all in this season. Plus two, I'm kind of upset that the Chiefs lost yesterday and if people hear this episode in the future, it's 2022 and the Chiefs lost to the Bengals and I you know, that's that's a different story. Whatever. Let's continue on to the next segment. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What are opening tricks and traps? What are they? Now, if you knew, then you might be surprised that these things exist. But if you've been playing chess for a while, like intermediate, novice player, then you might be at a moment where you hate tricks and traps. Because it's impossible to know every single one, right? There's still some that I don't even know. I was looking up some information about this topic, and I've seen some names that I haven't even heard before. And it's mostly because I haven't played like all most of these openings in a while, but I digress. Let's talk about the meaning of chess opening tricks and traps. What are they? What is the definition of this? Well, chess traps are moves that tempt a chess opponent to play a losing move. Traps are common in all phases of the game, especially in the opening. But some traps have occurred often enough that they have acquired names. Now, what are these names exactly? Well, let's go down the rabbit hole of chess names, um, uh, chess trap names. Because if you didn't know, everything in chess has a name. Every opening, every move that you play, every square on the board has a dang name. Even the center squares, E4, E5, D4, D5, 
And if you disrespect those names, then catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> okay, let's go over some of these names right quick. You probably heard of them. Uh, one of them is called the Noah's Ark Trap, the Legal Trap. Um, the third one, let me see, the Cambridge Springs Trap. So we're going in the hot tub now. Is that what we're doing? Like, where, where we get this from? We got the Lasker Trap. You already know where that came from. The Rubenstein Trap, the Siberian Trap. And these are real names. Look them up. Look them up. There's a trap that I don't ever know how to spell. Um, that I don't ever know how to say. So I'm just going to spell it out. It's F-A-J-A-R-O-W-I-C-Z. Like, I don't know how to say that. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, attempt it right quick. It's called the, the Fajaro Weeks Trap. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it's called. And then we got the Black born trap and i know that one i know that one definitely but i just wanted to illustrate how many traps there are and you're gonna have to learn some of these traps just to get past the novice phase and get past over a thousand especially when you're dealing with chess.com online play and over the board chess it's very embarrassing to lose with the with the trap of course in an actual in an actual tournament on a chessboard. Have you ever lost in like eight moves at an actual chess tournament? Well, it's horrible. Let me explain right quick. So, this is how it feels. <clears throat> you got a chess tournament. It's probably the first round. The worst ones. Because you don't know what opponent you're facing. So that first opponent could be like a grandmaster and you wouldn't even know it. So, you sit at the table. You got your opponent in front of you. And you play your first move so confidently, right? And you play your second move, and maybe you have that itch. And some people have that itch where they play moves really fast and hit the clock or whatever. So you can have that itch of just playing just playing your moves like regularly. Until your opponent says checkmate out of nowhere within eight moves. And then you look at the board and realize, oh snap, what happened? You get the tournament official over, and they confirm that it's checkmate, and then they say, go to the notation board. And guess what? You have to set up your board, stand up in a in a super silent room, right? Super silent room. Everybody's still, you know, you, you hear chess pieces, but it's, it's mostly silent. And you look at all these staring faces, and they're looking at you like, oh, we got one, boys. We got one because everybody knows the people who lose that quickly first either fell for a chess trap, scholar's mate, fool's mate. It's it's one of them. They fell for one of them. And now now you're the spectacle. Now people know who's going to win against who, who that you're going to be the loser. And it's embarrassing in that moment. It, it doesn't mean that you're a bad player because you might just fall for a trap that you just haven't seen before. It, but it's still irritating. It's irritating looking at all the eyes, uh, assuming that you suck, right? And nobody wants to suck at chess. And that's why it's good to look up traps. Now, I went on a tangent. Definitely wasn't on, on the outline that I have, but... Let's let's get into the next subject right quick. So, traps are usually used by beginners. Now, I remember using the Blackborn um, shilling trap as black 
a lot. And that was back in the days where I used to play E4, and as black, I would play E5. Not realizing that I was getting into a whole bunch of tactical mess that I didn't know at the time, and I didn't study openings that much at the time either. Because I was a, I was a young lad. I was a young lad that didn't know much or, and didn't know how to approach the game yet. Remember, I was still on my PlayStation 2 type of stuff, right? Um, this this was after I, I stopped playing the Double Fee and Kettle opening. So, this was the very first opening trick I learned in chess. And it took me a while to even realize that there was opening tricks because I was playing the Double Fee and Kettle like for the first year of me playing chess. And when I realized this, I was like, hey... This is pretty easy. This is dope, cuz, right? Yeah, I, I was I was like, this is tight. I get to win a game really quickly and not even have to face them in the middle game or even play the end game. No stress, baby. I'm just like, you know, I'm up here um, wiping off the dust off my shoulders because it was so clean. And then looking at the disappointment of my opponent's eyes because that's what chess is all about. And I was realizing, wow, if I can just get this off every single time, I could be a grandmaster in no time. And this was like young, young H1 speaking. Okay, this was young H1 that didn't know about the world yet, because usually um, people, and you know, at this moment I was like 10 or 11 and I was thinking that I knew everything, which all teenagers think about and you really don't. So yeah, I was pretty stubborn at the time and I did obtain quick wins. I used them more and more at, at the libraries too. Um, at the library sessions that I would play just random people I would use them at different schools that I went with P-Money to, and even tried using the opening against weak computers, which, like I said before, Chessmaster had that dang monkey in the beginning, the, the software did. It had that monkey, and I loved playing that monkey because I took every single piece, and it was the whole story, and I used that trap against them, and then, you know, it got to a certain point where... Um, I would get up the ranks and then they wouldn't fall for it anymore on the on the chess master. But they still fell for it in person. You know, the real people, not the dang AI computers that want to take over our souls. Right. So when I started facing tougher opponents in real life at real tournaments and even on online play like chess.com, um, when I was facing tougher opponents, they wouldn't fall for the same dang traps anymore. They wouldn't fall for the tricks. And I love playing tricks. I was like a dang ma magician on the chessboard. And I was frustrated. I was a I, I was a little black kid and I was frustrated on this this whole game. And I was like, dang, I don't want to play the middle game or the end game. And then as I explored different openings because I wanted to learn more traps, I fell for more traps from my opponents. Then, something boiled down inside of me the older that I got and the hatred for traps boiled inside of me. It wasn't it wasn't no stomach problems, you know. My 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 insides were fine, you know. But it was the hatred that was growing from my from my from my intestines, right? 
<laughs> it was growing inside of me, just just almost coming out, but not exactly yet. It just it just stayed at the at the dang Adam's apple, right? And I begin to rebel against these chest traps. So, luckily, the hope things that I started to learn how to play only had a few traps for me to avoid. And I got to actually enjoy playing the chess game. But I do feel for all the E4 players in the world because you know, you got to play against the Evans. You got to play against all these gambits, learn all these gambits and learn all all this theory with with these E4 players. And I feel for you uh, as a D4 player. I I do feel for you. But at the same time, you chose that life. And I just I just started going down a path of just avoiding that crap. Avoiding all the traps and just learning a few because I do have there's I'm going to get into like why it's important to learn about traps because there is one in the Catalan that um, is kind of a trap is it's a good trap because it's not really uh, it's not really a, a a bad trap and there's two big differences um, from a good trap and a bad one which I will be discussing in the next segment h1 you just got done roasting traps now why are opening traps important to learn why like why is it important to learn why should i learn it if you hate it h1 well you have to learn about these traps you have to dig deep inside and study this crap because if you don't study it you're just gonna fall for them and in chess you have to be ahead of your opponent all the time and learning these traps will keep you ahead of your opponent and predict their moves because you're you're at a certain stage right now and if you're under like let me see like the rating 1000 if you're under that rating or at least like 1200 if you're under 1200 then you have to learn this stuff or you're gonna fall for it and you're gonna be going back down on the rating list all right so for you to improve past the beginner level you have to you have to be a little bit decent um, in opening traps so that you can uh, succeed and as I said most beginners use opening traps to get a quick win. So, for you to play a full game, you need to be prepared because preparation is key in chess. If you're not prepared, then you're not being like Scar because Simba's gonna come out of nowhere and take the throne from you. Alright? You should have got the job done when you had the chance, you didn't see the results, and you could have been king of the dang world but you decided to let Simba go hang out with a baboon and a, and a dang rat and come back and, and take your throne you let him take your throne <laughs> and so that's pretty much what you got to do you, you got to make sure that your scar your successful scar with the hyenas right you got to make sure that you're successful 
And plus, you have to learn how to avoid them, too. And that's a crucial skill to do. How can you learn how to avoid them? Well, I don't know all the chest opening traps, but I know all of the chest opening traps in my specific openings that I play. Like, for example, I play the Catalan, and I know a whole bunch of traps if they decide to play the open Catalan rather than the closed Catalan. So I would say whatever your main opening is with the white pieces and whatever defenses you have with the black pieces, check diligently for tricks so you don't fall for them. All right. And maybe you just got to do a little bit of Googling or you're probably just one YouTube video away from knowing all the traps in that opening. But you have to learn them. And not only do you have to research them like a normal person, you know, you can sit down and relax and research them, you know, probably put your phone somewhere else so that you don't have the, the distraction of getting on TikTok or like Instagram or whatever, so that you can actually study. And I might be talking about that pretty soon, like how to study chess and how to be concentrated and not distracted with outside things. Because chess is really good at like just keeping you focused on one thing. We need to get back in the habit of actually doing one thing. For example, let me, I'm on a tangent right now. I'll get back to chess in a minute. I've got into a habit where every time I eat food, I have to either be watching something else or doing something else. I never just enjoy my food, right? It, it's, it's pretty crazy how that happens. I just never, I never thought about just enjoying my food. Not that I'm going to just do it pretty soon or right after I say this, but I'm just saying you have to sit down and actually study chess. What do you think Bobby Fischer did to get to the point to where he was? At that moment, and what do you think Magnus Carlson Magnus Carlson is doing to get to the point of where he is today? He's dang near been world champion for a decade now, and he and recently he just won the Tata Steel Championship. I think like eight times. This is his eighth time winning the Tata Steel Championship. Uh, if you want to fact check me, you can. You know, just message me. And be like, hey, you, hey, H one, you're probably wrong about that. I'm not gonna say for sure that I'm right about that, but I'm pretty sure that I just read an article about that. Okay, but it takes time to build um, that knowledge, and you have to actually sit down, relax, and and not be distracted, right? And so that's what you got to do. And after you study, you know what you got to do after that? Play some games, learn from experience um, going against those traps. Maybe set something on a computer where you can um, do that trap or have a friend help you out to how to defend against something the right way. Or there's stuff that you could do. And you can do it for free on leechess.org too, just to give you a little hint on how you can set that up for free. Um, there is a grandmaster that said you can you can easily, I mean, not easily, but it is possible to become a grandmaster on leechess.org with all their software capabilities that they have um, on that, uh, on that um, website. So I would just use that. Or if you want something more efficient, I would use chess.com. There's a there there are two big differences between them, but um, hey, that's a different episode. So you know, let's let's just move on to the next segment.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the waiting room segment. Just quotes by H1. And the quote of today is... Strategy requires thought. Tactics require observation. Max U. Thank you for listening. Now back to the podcast. we are going to go into my favorite segment of this part and talk about why did I stop using opening traps and why should you too? Now, let me just explain this first. They're horrible if you're in a bad position and you try to do an opening trick and your opponent doesn't fall for it. So you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Usually with some opening traps, the the problem is you don't follow the principle to develop your pieces before planning an attack. So what happens is um, um, you just, you do the opening trap, right? And you kind of hope, you hope, which is like a a bad thing to do with chess because you don't want to hope, you want to just succeed, um, not by trickery, but by your own talent. But you hope that your opponent falls for your dang trap and it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And he already knew it. And he's a tougher opponent. So since he didn't fall for the trap, you're nervous now. Your opponent is like, man, this guy or girl sucks. And they need to get their skills together. And then you're like, oh, man, that was my only trick up my sleeve. And now none of my pieces are developed because... I just decided to just attack my opponent with just a queen and a knight and thought that that would be sufficient enough for me to get the get the the, the knight and queen checkmate and I, I'm I was good. I thought I was good, but now I'm not good because I realized that my opponent knows their stuff and I I don't know what to do now. I, I didn't learn anything else. And so that's the situation that you don't wanna be in. Now like I explained in the Catalan, there are rare occasions where you can still have a solid position without threatening a trick. But like I said, those are rare for a reason. And you're going to have to find your own rare tricks in your openings. And that's why it's good to study openings. Uh, not as important as end game and middle games, um, middle game principles, but it is good to have decent knowledge in the opening. Now, Uh, something else that I want to talk about and I kind of talked about it in my story but your mentality of the game changes and instead of thinking about the three phases of the game you're only thinking about the opening phase which is pretty bad if you're just thinking about the opening phase if if you're not thinking past 12 moves then you you already failed because you should already have your opening lined up before you even played the dang game or played the game right 
and you play the game and the, the you're to the middle game right 15 moves afterwards and then you realize oh crap what am I supposed to do now they didn't fall for this trick what happened now I gotta play a, a game that I thought that I could win before 15 moves this is nuts you're not gonna expect me to do that and then your first move is like blundering a piece so you're you're too focused on the opening and you shouldn't forget about the important phase of the game which is the end game you don't want to lose sight of the big picture remember we have to get a winning position and in that winning position after we get it we got to succeed in checkmating our opponent and focusing only on the opening if your opponent is well versed in the opening it you got to plan something after that to overwhelm your opponent to get that winning position now focusing on tricks is going to set you back from improving because you're not following chess principles like i said before you're not developing your pieces you're not castling you're not uh, attacking the center you're not um there's there's a lot of things you're just not doing um and you got to focus on chess principles and lay that out as the foundation remember real games don't usually begin with a material imbalance nobody should be an outright favorite in the first eight moves of the game so if you try to trick within the eight moves of the game right and it, it fails usually the computer has like a little spike where it's like minus three or plus five after the trick is done that shouldn't happen within the first 12 moves. There shouldn't be like a huge spike within the first 12 moves of the game, especially in the chess engine. That's how you can know that a trick or a trap is just insufficient and you should stop playing that garbage opening. And once you realize that, it's freeing, right? Because now you can move on. And that's what that's that's what H1 wants you to do. I want you to just move on to bigger and better things instead of wasting your time um, with the uh, learning all about these chess tricks that's not going to improve your game. I don't want you wasting years of your life, months of your life, even weeks of your life if you're listening to this point now on chess tricks and traps when there are more important things to be learning about to be a better player, especially if you're competing, if you're in the competitive um if you're competing competitively in chess you need to move on from this immediately and move on to bigger and brighter things like come on now you got this you're you're good at doing this already you you enjoy playing chess so why end it at the first five moves why end it with a scholar's mate stop playing the scholar's mate and play a real game of chess those things is just gonna hinder you from success now another thing that um why you should stop using opening traps is your end game skills will suffer so you're not gonna have any real end game experience right you're not gonna be able to play until that point and you're not gonna be able to use any end game techniques so in the long run, even if you do win most of your games in, um, in opening traps, your in-game techniques 
is definitely going to affect you in the long run. And the tricks only last for so long before you have to play a full game. So remember, tricks only last for so long until your talent has to come out. One last thing I would like to talk about is when you do opening tricks or traps, you'll delay learning from mistakes you can learn from. If you're not learning from your mistakes, then that's bad. That's not good because here's the thing. The best way to get better at chess is to learn from your deep mistakes so you don't do it again. And if you're learning from the trap that you tried to pull off, which there is nothing to learn from that because you already know what the root problem is. It's the trap and trick. If you don't cut that off and keep on doing it, you will never be successful in chess. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So there you go. It's ended with H1 again. Hey, hopefully you enjoyed it. I appreciate every single one of you. Hey, that was a pretty cool episode talking about chess opening tricks and traps. Hopefully you have like a clear understanding on it. And maybe I've changed your mind a little bit if you had some like discrepancies in your head. Because I I think that I'm like, um, your mind is the Rubik's Cube and I'm just making all the colors match. That's what I want to do. And I want you to have like a clear pathway onto being the best chess player you want to be so come back when i post another episode make sure that you follow to stay notified about the episodes hey thank you for choosing h1 today and peace